Welcome back to American Polka Paradise Podcast, or if you are a new listener, welcome to this unique Polka Podcast. Today I will be informing you about <coughs> about what happened on on November 8th, 2022, on Election Day in the U.S. and United States of America, and what currently we know about the election results from last week. This list is being recorded on it's being recorded on November 14th, 2022. So, as of right now, we know that the Democrats will keep control of the Senate based on, based on Nevada, on Senator Cortez Masto winning her Senate race in Nevada. Because that, because before that, the Democrats and Republicans were tied at 49-49, uh, and you need 50 seats to get, to get control of the Senate. Except for if Except for Republicans, which they needed 51 seats to get control of the Senate, but it doesn't look like doesn't look like they're gonna get it, get it. So I'm gonna go into all, and then the House, the House of Representatives right now is, according to CNN Politics, is at 212 for Republicans and 204 for Democrats. And the, and the and either party needs two two hundred two hundred and eighteen seats seats to control the house. And according to CNN politics, Republicans have picked up seventeen seats, and Democrats only have only had five pickup five pickups or five seats taken away from Republicans. But we're still waiting for a lot of results to come in. So for Alabama, there was uh. Katie Britt versus, I don't, versus Boyd in Alabama Senate race, and Katie Britt beca- became her first, was elected to the U.S. United States Senate in Al- to represent Alabama, and she, I believe, if I look, Katie, Katie Elizabeth Britt, uh, is an American politician, attorney, and businesswoman who, who is a United States Senator-elect from Alabama. She previously served as President and CEO of the Business Council of Alabama from 2018 to 2021, as well as Chief of Staff for U.S. Senator Richard Shelby from 2016 to 2018. Britt won, won the election to United States Senate in 20, 2022 and will take office in January 2020. 2023. Britt is the first woman to be elected to United States United States Senate from Alabama. Which is just marvelous and it's great that we have people from all over the United States rep- making history this year. And she Katie Britt won her Senate Alabama Senate race with 66.6% of a, of a vote. And then there's no, no, but it was, there weren't really any impressive house races in Alabama. The governor of Alabama, Ivy, she won 66%, 66.9% of the vote against Flower, against a Democrat, Fla, Democrat Flowers. And then when the lieutenant governor also won incumbent. So let's go to, let's go to Alaska. The Senate race in Alaska is CNN projects Alaska's Senate race. Senate seat will remain in Republican control with either an outright outright winner or or third ranked choice tabulation. They're only saying that because right now Trish Trish Becker, a a newly a new candidate to Alaska politics, to and to United States politics, who who. It's not the only Republican challenging Lisa Lisa Murkowski, Senator Lisa Murkowski. She, Tish Baker, Tish Baker, got 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 44.2 percent of the vote, with close ahead of Lisa Murkowski's 42.8 percent of the vote. And Velasca Trustbro got 9.5 percent for Democrat, and then. Kelly, another Republican, got 2.9%, with estimated vote 71, 71% of votes in. And then, 
for house for the Alaska's at-large house seat for the incumbent Democrat who was recently elected earlier this year, Mary Patola, she got she got 47.3% of the vote, and Sarah Palin got 26.6% of the vote, with two of opponents lead and trailing behind. We're starting two percent of votes in for that race, and it looks like it looks like uh, Don Levy, the governor of Alaska, will probably will probably will probably win his, race, his governor race, but it's too early to call. It looks like according to CNN politics, because they only have seventy-two percent votes, but he's he has seventy. He has fifty-two point. One percent of the votes in right now. Arizona. In Arizona, we didn't know the Senate race results for the Arizona Senate race until like early, until late last late last week, like Saturday, I believe it was. But Senator Mark Kelly is, according to Senate politics, is one for Senate race against Mark against. Blake Masters with 51.6% Mark Kelly won against compared to Blake Masters 46.3% in the vote and the and estimated vote in is 94% in. Uh, Eli Crane, a, a newcomer to politics in Arizona and U.S. politics, he over he defeated the incumbent in House House Arizona House. District, second district in Arizona, with 54.2% of the vote against O'Halloran. O'Halloran's 45.8% of the vote. So that was good. And then in House District 4, Stanton uh, defeated and defeat who was an incumbent defeated a Republican candidate. 56.5% against 43.5. And then right now, the governor, the governor, the Arizona governor's race is still undecided because the, the, it's so close and with it, with 93.93% the vote in, and Katie Hobbs is leading right now with 50.5% of the vote compared to Katie Carrie Lates 49.5% of the vote. And then the Secretary of State, Arizona, Arizona's Secretary of State race was called, and it, Vontes won with 52.6% of votes compared to Fincham's 47.4% of the vote. Arkansas, Arkansas, incumbent Senator, Republican Senator Boothman won 65, with 65.8% of vote against James, a Democrat, and Boothman is incumbent, so he's just reelected to another term in the Senate. And then, in the governor governor's race of Arkansas, and then in let's see, in in Arkansas, where is it? In Arkansas, the newly projected winner of the governor's race was Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and she's the first ever woman to hold that office. And she will be sworn into the office in in January, coming January or December, I believe. And she she won her her governor race with 63.1% against her, compared to her opponent's 35.1. And her lieutenant governor candidate also won. So that's awesome because I mean, a Republican like that, like her, and she, her dad used to be in her dad, Mike, Mike Huckabee Sanders, I believe. Where is it? Uh, Mike Huckabee. He, Mike Huckabee also was was one time a governor, the governor of Arkansas. So she also be serving her a She will be serving. As governor, and uh, t- more like 
should be cementing, should be part of her dad's, his, her dad's legacy, you know, since her dad was governor and now she's governor. So that'd be cool. And I love history like that. Let's go to California. So, for Senate, there are two races in, Senate races in California. One that was just Padilla, Senator Padilla, and against Republican candidate Muser, and Padilla won with 60.3% of vote against Muser's 39.7% of vote with estimated vote in at 64%. And then there's a Democrat Senator Alex Padilla and Republican Mark Muser are running in a special election for California. California's U.S. Senate seat to fill the remainder of Vice President Kamala Harris's term and serve until January 2023. And that race, it was basically the same. It was to sit out Padilla one again with 60.1%. And then in, the gover- in California's governor race, California Gavin Newsom Easy beat his Republican candidate, his opponent, his Republican opponent with a whopping 58.7% of vote, compared to his opponent's Republican opponent's 41.3%. And his his Lieutenant Governor candidate Arthur Warren and so did the Attorney General in the Secretary State. And it's too early to call. I still don't think CNN politics, CNN has called for it, or any other news outlet has called the race for. Los Angeles mayor's race against because the candidates that were running in the mayor's the Los Angeles mayor's race were Karen Bass, who was a Democratic representative in Congress, the House representatives, and I think Rick Crusoe, who lots of celebrities were saying he's the guy to do, who to be mayor of Los Angeles, but it's not finalized in results, but. No network has called that race yet. So, on to the next state. Colorado. So, the Senate race in Colorado was Michael Bennett against, against I think it was Odea, Joe Odea, apostrophe D-E-A. And Michael Bennett, of course, I don't know much about him, but supposedly, I think he's been in the Senate for at least one or two terms. So he easily secured another term in the Senate with a whopping 55.5% of votes vote against Odea's 41.6% of vote. And then in, in Colorado, Michael, I think it's Michael Jared Polis, but Governor Colorado won beat his, his Republican opponent with a 50, whopping 58.2% vote compared to his opponent's 39.5% vote. Let's see, what else do we have? Colorado, Connecticut. Another Democratic Senate race, Democratic Senate race, that was, nah, that was not surprising the way it turned out. But anyway, uh, Richard Bloom... Blumenthal against Lee Loretta Levy Levy Blue, my, uh, Richard Blumenthal Senator Blumenthal in Connecticut won another term in the Senate with 57.6% of a vote against Levy's 42.4% of a vote and Connecticut's a pretty democratic state as far as I'm aware of Delaware, their their uh, at-large House seat was won by the incumbent Blunt Rochester with 55.5 percent vote, and then the only other race was Attorney General for Delaware, and the incumbent Jennings, for Democrat Jennings, won 53 with 53.8 percent of the vote in Delaware. So let's go to Florida. Ooh, Florida. Was a huge landslide and a big election happened. Like, one big victory for Republicans was in Florida. Because I don't know if you watched an election night, but Florida was amazing to watch 
with election results in Florida. So, with a Senate race in Florida between Marco Rubio and Flower Demings, Marco Rubio won the Senate race between him and Flower Demings with a whopping 57.7% of the vote against Demings' 41.3%. And 1, 2, 3, 4. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Twenty Republicans who represent Florida are going to represent Florida congressional districts compared to, let's see, one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, eight Democrats are going to represent Floridians and United States House of Representatives. And I don't know if you watched a lot tonight on Jan- on uh, January on November eighth, two thousand twenty-two. But Florida Governor Ron DeSantis won in a landslide that with four thousand six hundred and fourteen thousand votes. And he won. He easily defeated a third-time candidate for a Florida Florida political office, uh, Charlie Crist, with 40 against. He Ron DeSantis won his governor's race with 59.4 percent against Crist. Charlie Crist, 40.0 percent, and it was a landslide. Like that is a landslide, and. He won a lot of the counties, like Miami-Dade County, I believe. He won that county for the first time ever since he's been governor. And, well, even since he, even since his first election for governor, he, when he didn't win that county. Now he won that county. So that was a, that was an amazing race to watch on election night. That was just amazing to watch Ron DeSantis. That just means he... Florida is redder, redder, and redder, and repu- more Republican-leaning state than ever. With a Senate race going to Marco Rubio, the third or fourth term for him, I think, for Senate. And then Ron DeSantis, if he can win an f- election like that in a landslide, then he should be able to win the presidency of the United States if he wants to run for president, which is nev- for another episode that I would do. So that was amazing to watch. Florida, Georgia. So CNN projects Georgia for Senate for Georgia Senate race between Raphael Warnock and Republican Herschel Walker will go to runoff on December 6th. With voters will have to choose between Raphael Warnock, uh, Herschel Walker, who is a Republican. Raphael Warnock is a Democrat. Just to differentiate the two, and an independent or a a unaffiliated candidate Oliver, and so this race was crucial because in Georgia, in order to win a senate, in order to win a senate race in Georgia, you have to you have to be you have to win fifty percent or more of a vote. Neither candidate did. So just like twenty twenty. They have Georgia Senate race will go to runoff again. So, and then, for, and then for second round two of Brian Kemp against Stacey Abrams, Brian Kemp once again won the Georgia's governor race again with a fifty-three point four percent of a compared to Abrams forty-five point eight percent. And if you if you haven't heard about uh, Georgia's Georgia's Secretary of State Brad Ravensburger, who tried who prevented Trump from getting uh, for Georgia to go for him instead of Biden, like the results showed the 2020 election presidential election results were actually electoral college went to Biden, not Trump. He won his election. His Secretary of State race with 53.2% of the vote. And he was an incumbent. 
Now on to Hawaii. So Hawaii is pretty is pretty basic for Senate ra- the Senate incumbent Shrap Senator Strats S-C-H-A-T-C. He won with 71.2% vote against his Republic Republican opponent who had 26.0% of vote. And the United States House of Representatives, there's only two representatives representing Hawaii and the United States House of Representatives. So, on to Idaho. So, in Idaho, the incumbent Republican Senator, I think, Mike Simon Crapo, won. I don't know his name, that's why I said it like that. Uh, Senator Crapo, Republican incumbent, won with 60.7% of the vote compared to his Democratic opponents, 28 percent, 28 percent, 28 percent, 28 percent, 28 dot, 28 dot, 28, 28, 28, 28, 28, 28, 28, 28, 28, 28, 28, 28, 28, uh, in Illinois, Senator Tammy Duckworth, I believe it's Ta- I believe it's Tammy Duckworth is her name, but Senator Duckworth, who's a veteran and she's also I believe she's amputated or something like that. Don't get I'm if, I apologize if I said that wrong. Uh, she won another term in the United States Senate with a 55.8 percent of the votes against her opponents, 42.5 percent. And as you know, Illinois is a pretty de- leaning, it's a pretty dem- dem- democratic le- held state. So it's pretty easy to say that d- Democrats are going to win houses and house seats and in, in, in Senate races in Illinois. Indiana. Uh, in Indiana, Indiana, uh, Senator, Re- Republican Senator Todd Young won another term of the Senate with 58.6% of the vote against his Democratic opponents, 37.9% of the vote. Okay. So back to Iowa. Back to Iowa. Iowa had a Senate. Iowa had a Senate race with Chuck Grassley against Al Franken, I believe, or some Democratic opponent with the last name Franken. And Iowa, uh, Chuck Grassley, Senator Grassley, won with 56.0 percent of the vote against his Democratic opponents, 43.8 percent of the vote. And if I go, and I go to my my favorite source. Charles Ernest Grassley, born September 7th, September 17th, 1933. And it's an American politician, similar to President Pro Tempore Emeritus of the United States Senator and a senior United States Senator from Iowa, having held the, Senate, having held the seat since 1981. In 2022, he was He was re-elected to his 8th Senate term, having been first been elected in 1980. As a member of the, of the Republican Party, Grassley served 8 terms in the our, our House of Representatives and 3 terms in the United States House of Representatives. He has served 3 stints as Senate Finance Cham- Committee Chairman during periods of Republican Senate majority. When Orrin Hatch's Senate term ended on January 3rd, 2019, following his retirement, Grassley became from, became the most senior Republican in the Senate and its president, in its president pro tempore. 
During his four decades in the Senate, Grassman has chaired the Senate Finance Committee, the Senate Narcotic, Narcotics Champ Committee, the Senate Judiciary Committee, and the Senate Aging Committee. So if you realize that he's just he was just reelected his eighth term in the United States Senate, Senator Grassley, a Republican, Chuck Grassley. And it's amazing because I believe, I believe he's, uh, I believe he's in his 80s right now, which is amazing. He's, he's actually, sounds a lot, and he's actually a farmer in Iowa, and outside of being a senator, he's a, a farmer. He's a great politician, and I, I really do appreciate how he is a senator. So, actually, something to think about. Let's see. The governor of Iowa, Kim Reynolds, she won her race, her governor's race in, in Iowa with 58.0% against her Democratic opponent, who had 39.5% vote. So, Kansas. Kansas had a Senate race as well with a Republican, Senator Moran. With, who who gone who got secured another term of Senate with 60.1% against his opponents 36.9%. Kansas, Kentucky, Kentucky Senator Rand Paul won his Senate won another term in the Senate with a whopping 61.8% against. Charles Booker, who won, who got 38.2%. And out of, out of the, the one, two, four, six, six Kentucky House seats, House Representatives seats, only one Democrat is representing Kentucky. So, Kentucky's a pretty Republican state, as you may know, because it has Mitch, it has Senator Mitch McConnell and Senate and Senator Rand Paul. Louisiana. Senator uh what's his name? John Kennedy. So Louis and where is it? Senator Louisiana, John Senator John Kennedy. He was, have you ever seen photos of him on Twitter? He posts the funniest and he's very funny and, and, and the United States Senator, he's very funny. He's, he's a Republican Senator who honestly, he speaks for truth that people want to hear as a Senator. He won against, I think, 12 other opponents, including at least three Democrats, three or four Democrats. He won his Senate race in Louisiana with six, a whopping 61.6% of vote. Let's go to Maine. Uh, Maine didn't have a Senate race. Maryland. Maryland is, dem- is pretty democratic, except for governor just is leaving office at the end of this year or in January because they elected a new governor, and they had a Senate race. Senator Van Hollen, a Democrat, won another term of Senate with a whopping 63.2% against a Republican Traffy. And uh, governor, the current governor, Larry Hogan, is, is leaving office soon because he's term limited. And... Wet Kent got Democratic Governor Wes Moore, who had a political experience, I believe. He flipped Maryland Maryland's governor seat governor rate uh, from be, from being held from a Republican held seat or office to a Democratic because he actually won. He as a Democrat won the governor's race in Maryland against Dan Cox with. 62.1% against Cox's 34.7%. Maryland, Massachusetts. 
Uh, and then in Massachusetts, the governor's race was flipped from a Republican who didn't want who who didn't want to be run for re-election again, Charles Charlie Baker, I believe, for two uh to Healy, who won against her Republican deal, D-I-E-H-L, with Wapit 63.6% against her Republican opponent, opponents 34%, 34.7%. And I believe I heard right that the new governor of Massachusetts is actually came out as lesbian, but she's lesbian or trans or one of the acronyms. I believe she's a lesbian. She's out as a lesbian. So that's pretty good for we for governor to, for a new governor to be less not for it's not a good thing, but it's it's historical for a governor a new governor of a state to be to identify and we have more historical people transforming our nation with different identities like new female candidates or running for off local offices now and we have other like, people who maybe identify as one of the LGBTQ acronyms running for office now which is even better so we need a diverse slate of political candidates across this nation we do Massachusetts Michigan uh, let's see I'm not gonna go through house races all in but in Michigan uh, the Democrat incumbent governor Gretchen Whitmer, she won against her tutor. She get, she won her governor's race with 54.4% against her Republican opponent Tudor Dixon's 43.9%. And so did her attorney general. Her attorney general candidate incumbent won. So did the secretary of state. And see Michigan, Minnesota. And then Minnesota for governor of incumbent governor Waltz, W A L Z. He won his race with fifty-two point two percent against Jensen. And let's see Mississippi. No, nothing there. Missouri. Missouri had a, a retirement of GOP Republican Senator Roy Blunt retire, who's been, who actually served, I believe, in the Republican and the House of Representatives, and then he served two terms in 2010 and 2016 before deciding to retire this time around, instead of going for another term of Senate. The Senate. But he, he had a new, he had a candidate, Eric Schmidt, who won the Missouri Senate race on last Tuesday, November 8th, 2022, against his Democratic opponent, Bush Valentine, with a whopping 55.4%. And Montana only has two Montana has only two house seats. One of them, a sink, sink or sink, I believe. Uh, Ryan Sink, who served at, who served as a cabinet official for President, former President Donald Trump, and I believe as part of the Interior Department. And then, but now, now just won a easy one and defeated a Democratic opponent. For House seat represent Montana, Nebraska. Uh, no, nothing special there. Somehow. And then, as I told you earlier, the the Senate versus the uh the race to control for the uh Senate control depended on Nevada, Nevada, and, and other states like Arizona, Georgia. It would rely heavily on Georgia, just like I told you earlier in this episode about Georgia's runoff. But, uh, 
Senator Cortez Masto, a Democrat. She barely, I mean, she won. There's another term in the Senate. I believe it's her second or third. I believe it's her second term in the Senate that she just guaranteed herself. But she, she won with a 48, 48.8% of the votes compared to her, Demo- her Republican opponent, a- Adam Lapsart, with his 48.1% of vote. That is very close. And we thought this was going to go to runoff. But thankfully, they got all the votes counted. And Nevada takes some time to count all the votes because Las Vegas, where Las Vegas sits in Nevada, and Las Vegas is county that Las Vegas sits in, I guess, has a lot of voters in Nevada. And then in Nevada, they actually went from a Democratic, they flipped and elected a from, they elected a new governor to represent them in, as for a new go, as a, as their governor. They they actually had a sheriff Joe Lombardo who defeated the current the incumbent Sisolak, the in current the incumbent governor Sisolak, and Joe Lombardo who was a sheriff in Nevada. He easily with 48.9 percent against Sisolak's. 47%, 47.3 defeated Sisolak and became the new governor of, of Nevada. Which was crazy to hear. New Hampshire. In a closely watched Senate race, Senator, Democratic Senator. Okay, so Maggie Hayson, the Senator uh, for current incumbent Senate, Democratic Senator from New Hampshire. She easily, somehow, even though it was predicted to be a close race, and it was for the most part, she easily defeated General Bullduck, a Republican, Dan Bullduck, I think, with a 50, she defeated Bullduck with a 53.5% against his 44.4%. And Chris Sununu, for governor of New Hampshire, won another term as governor. I believe he has a two-year term, I believe. And let's see. Not any new New Jersey. New Mexico. No, not even worthy New Mexico. New York. New York was eh was closely watched on because of the governor's race. So for Senate race. Chuck Schumer, which I'll get to him in an episode coming out shortly, hopefully soon. But Chuck Schumer guaranteed he won. Let's see. He just won a his fourth term in the Senate. And he won his Senate race in New York with a 56.4% against his his his, pub, his against his Republican opponent Joe Pinnon, who had 43.1%. And let's see, which words do we do? And I believe. And then in New York, they had a governor's race that was actually a lot closer than we thought. But I mean, the Republican Lee Sheldon, we thought he had a chance, but he apparently he he didn't lose it. I mean, he lost the governor's race, but yet he had a lot of traction going on in the race. Like he had a lot of people that actually polled, even Democrats that wanted to that voted for him, supposedly. But Kathy Holter, who was not even elected, he was not even elected to governor, but this was her first her first time being elected to the position of governor of New York because Andrew Cuomo is the reason why she's in the is is even governor. It's because Andrew Cuomo resigned and she was the lieutenant governor. So he won so she she won. And Latita James, who if you don't know anything about her, 
She's one going after Trump's company and all of Trump's records, just like the New York uh, DA Alvin Bragg is. North Carolina, where there is a, a closey, very close Senate race in North Carolina between Ted Budd and, and Beasley. I don't remember her name, but if I had it, I would. But anyway, Ted Budd, somewhat in a close, in, in a pretty close Senate race in North Carolina, would mourn against his Democratic opponent Beasley with 50.7% against Beasley's 47.2%. Uh, percent. Let's see. North Dakota. North Dakota, uh, their Senate race was easy one with incumbent Senator Hooven with 56.4%. And their house at large, their house, their house seat. Their only house seat incumbent was one re-election. Let's go to Ohio. So Ohio, as close as it was, it was a great Senate watch. Ohio had a great Senate race that won from the primaries to, to November 8th. It was intense. I mean, it was intense. So Republicans keep control, keep, uh, they held the Senate seat from Rob Republican Rob Portman. His reti- his retirement he from him retiring out of the Senate him from him retiring out of the Senate, and now we elected on November eighth Republicans and Democrats and everyone who voted in in Ohio elected J- even if they didn't vote for Vance J D Vance for voters in Ohio who did. Or anyone in Ohio who voted, voted for JD fans to be the next, the next senator to represent Ohio, and JD fans beat out Tim Ryan with whopping 53.2 percent and Ryan's 46.7 percent. And a big, put again a bit, the only race, one of the few House races I would mention, it was in House the first. Congressional just house seat in Ohio, where where a, a incumbent Senate uh, House Representative Steve Chabot was defeated by Greg Lansman, who was a member of Cincinnati City Cincinnati City City Council, and Lansman beat Chabot with a 52.5 percent of vote, and Chabot's 47.5. And then Mike DeWine and, and Lieutenant and, and Mike DeWine beated an easily won re-election in Ohio for the governor's race in Ohio with a whopping 62.6% against Whaley's 37.1% uh, vote margin. In Oklahoma, they Oklahoma had had two Senate U.S. Senate races in 2022, a regularly scheduled contest for the seat held by Senate GOP Senator James Langford, and a special election for the seat held by retired GOP Senator Jim Inhofe. So, the first one, James Senator James Langford. Won with 64.3%, and he won another term in the United States Senate. And then another term, the other the Senate special election, uh, Senate, the new, newly elected Senator Mo, Senator elect Mullen easily beat uh, the Democratic opponent Horn. Both Senate, both Oklahoma Senate races had a Democrat opponent or Democrat. In both Oklahoma Senate races, that that last name was Horn, which was interesting. I found that weird.
Oregon. Uh, Oregon, but the Democratic incumbent Wyden beat uh, Senator Wyden easy one re-election. And then and it was close governor's race in Oregon because when newly elected Governor Kotick got 47.1% of the world but Republican opponent Jason got 30, 43.6% of vote. Oregon, Pennsylvania. And this is race for we, I, a lot of people like me who watch the election night and stayed up to watch the election night results, poured in to watch was between John Fetterman and Dr. Ox. And it was a close one. It really, I thought it was a, a close one that we uh, picked most people paid attention to. So, after all, we, most people with thinking, weren't thinking, at least people like me weren't thinking that John Fetterman was going to be next senator to represent, junior senator to represent Pennsylvania. But, after all, John Fetterman, the newly elected senator-elect, he won the Senate race in Pennsylvania with a 51 point seal against Dr. Oz's 46.5%. And in the governor's race, Josh Shapiro, Democratic nominee in de- for governor for governor's race in Pennsylvania, Josh Shapiro, a Democrat, won against Doug Mastriano with a 56.3%. Compared to Mastriano's 41.9%. Pennsylvania, Rhode Island. Uh, Rhode Island is Democratic mainly. South Carolina. South Carolina had Tim Scott become a senator, won re-election easily. South Dakota, John Thune, a senator, Republican senator, easily won re-election with 69.6% of vote. I'm going to skip Tennessee because Tennessee is pretty Republican state as well. Go to Texas, where they have a lot of representatives, probably at least, what is it, 38 representatives in Congress, the House representatives. And Greg Abbott, the current and incumbent governor of, of Texas, governor of Texas, he won with, he won a re-election with 54.8% of the vote. In better words, 43.8% of vote. And his Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick won against two, and so did his Attorney General Ken Paxton. Let's see, where is it? Uh, Utah. Senator, Republican Senator Mike Lee won another term in the United States Senate with against McMullen, who was independent and pledged when he ran for the Senate, Utah Senate race. He said he would not caucus, in the Senate, he would not caucus with, which means he would not be voting with, uh, he would not be voting with Democrats or Republicans. He'd be independent, basically, which is strange and unusual, to my understanding. Vermont. Uh... The new senator who's going to represent Vermont instead of Patrick Leahy, Senator Leahy, who is leaving the Senate and he was like like in his 80s, I believe. Uh, senator, the newly elected Senator elect Welch, a Democrat, is, rep- is one got 68.4% against Mallory's, Mallory's 28.1% of the vote. And like Vermont only has one House seat, and the governor won. The governor won. The incumbent governor won, but the lieutenant governor, well, the lieutenant governor was won by a Democrat, which is interesting. Vermont, Virginia. Uh, not anything special today. But I'm gonna go over really. Washington. Where a very special Senate race was paid attention to 
only in s- small margins because uh, Senator Murray, Patrick Patty Murray, she just beats, uh, she just want her fingers, her, she's been with, she, Senator Patty Murray of Washington was just re-elected her, for a fifth term in, in, to the United States Senate. And she beat, see, she beat Tiffany Smiley. West Virginia, no. Wisconsin. Okay, so in Wisconsin, Senator Ron Johnson, a Republican senator, in a very close race, he easily beat, uh, uh, the former Lieutenant Governor, I think his name, something Barnes. Randall or something, I don't know. But he, Ron Johnson won, but Senate, Wisconsin Senate raised 50.4% against Barnes's 49.4%. Wyoming, which only has, which ha, which ha, uh, only has one at-large congressional seat in the United States House of Representatives. And for one, the Harriet Hagman, who beat Liz Cheney in May and August of 2022, she easily won her, her House seat this time for the first time, and she won with sixty-eight point two percent, sixty-eight point two percent of point two percent of vote, which was easy landslide for her. Okay, so now that I've gone over all majority of the results, the November eighth, twenty twenty-two election day results in the United States of America, and which is a lot to say at one time, but anyway. They, now that you know the Democrats will keep control of the Senate, even though, even though, well, not even though, but, because uh, the only way the d- d- Republicans will have 50 seats right now is if they easily, if they take, if they actually pick up a seat in Georgia with Herschel Walker, if they, if Herschel Walker when George for Georgia's runoff Senate runoff on December sixth against Senate incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock. So that is the only way that they can that they can do it. That they can Republicans can get another can pick up another another Senate seat. Because that is the only Senate seat they actually might pick up in this if they were to pick up the, if they were to switch parties from Dem- Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock to her, Senator for newly elected, to possibly newly elected Herschel Walker. At, that is, if Georgia goes from, Georgia goes against her de- incumbent Senator, Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock and elects Herschel Walker. It's, right now, uh, n- Raphael Warnock has 49.4% of vote and 49.4% of vote and Herschel Walker Republican has 48.5% of vote. And the independent or the non the other candidate Oliver, who's like not an unaffiliated or whatever with a party, he has 2.1% of vote. So people could argue Oliver is taking votes away from either Walker or Warnock. But that is something to watch for Georgia's runoff. Because if, as if Warnock keeps, as if Warnock, uh, if Warnock keeps, uh, wins re-election on December 6th, then, then Democrats have 51 seats and they don't need, and they will not need Vice President Kamala Harris to break, to, to be the, to be the tie casting vote in the Senate, as her job requires her to when it is necessary. If, however, Herschel Walker wins the Senate seat, then Vice President Harris is needed to ca- cast a tie breaking vote in when it's necessary when vote bills are, are when bills are voted on in the United States Senate. So right now, Democrats have. We'll keep control of Senate, and even though we have a runoff election and Senate re- election in Georgia on December sixth, and the House right now, 
uh, the Republicans are, Republicans are going to are going to unless somehow Democrats go from two or four to two eighteen. I still don't see any way any way Democrats are going to gain or going to retain control of the House of Representatives. But the it, it is a good thing for Republicans in you know in America citizens who people in America who like the Republican Party because they know what Republicans stand for. But the Republicans are two twelve and the Democrats are in Democratic uh, House House of Representatives, even the new ones are at two oh four. So you only need two hundred and eighteen seats to control the House. And Republicans are at least, I think, nine or six seats away from winning the majority. So they're only, I think there's only like Alaska, Arizona, and then, so there's two races in Arizona that have been called. There's one house race in Alaska that hasn't been called. There's 10 uncalled house races in California. And Colorado has two, Maine has one, New Mexico has one, New York and Oregon in the house. So, but overall, we thought America thought a lot of Republicans and a lot of people were thinking that the Republicans were out, were going to have a bigger majority than they are. Because right now, they're going to probably be at 219, 220 when they get a majority. Hopefully soon, but right now they're only at two twelve, and they should have been already at two twenty or two or higher, if that's because that's what people, Republicans were projecting themselves to win the majority with, but that didn't happen because Democrats were relying on people to vote with a conscience because of the threats, the abortion decision from the Supreme Court. Played a big, my I think played a big role in how Democrats actually won congressional seats, House of Representatives won the how won House seats, and kept more some of the seats from Republicans. But I mean, well, I I'm not a person in politics much, but I like to I'm a political news junkie as I say, so maybe. I mean, maybe Republicans just were focused too much on Trump, and and maybe they weren't focused on the issues like abortion and democracy as much as Democrat as much as Democrats and Republicans, the voters actually liked them to be. Maybe, maybe just maybe were politicians in D.C. too much focused on the, on the wrong issues. I don't know. I don't know how to, how to analyze this election. But certain Republicans didn't have enough momentum that an, on election day, on election night and day, that they should have. They should have been able to get a clear majority on election night, but they didn't. Even in places like Virginia and Ohio and other places, they could, I mean, they got a sweeping majority in Texas and Florida and other places like Montana. Nebraska, Wyoming, Idaho, practically all of organized by Republicans in the United States House of Representatives. So maybe, maybe this Republican Party is, maybe Republican Party, Republicans, Republican Party is turning back their back on Trump, which should be a good thing because we, we need to, we need to move forward from Trump. We don't need to go back, backwards and back to Trump presidency. That's why I've been calling arms to for people in twenty twenty four to not reelect Donald Trump. Even if they even if he put if he announces his bid that he's running in twenty twenty four for a president to be pre- the next president of the United States for to for the position of president of the United States again so he can win a second term as president of the United States. I still don't think Trump should win. I think it should be another Republican who can a Democrat Republican other than Trump uh, who can easily gain independence and Democrats from the from the aisle or from the other way and get them to vote for them. I don't see Trump as a person you can 
even unify Democrats and Republicans and Independents as much as he should be. He only gathered votes in 2016 because he was an outsider. Now, he's been in office before during his, during his first term in office. And that included his, his, his response to COVID-19. So maybe, 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 with, I think voters could have been responding to the general insurrection that and it backfired on Republicans the, the response to democracy being attacked and all everything. But I mean, it's hard to tell because I'm not as good as a plug, not political analyst as much as other people in this nation are. Like we, but political people, analysts and journalists who who give us our news every day. I miss a small town. Small unknown political news analyst that has a podcast called American Political Computer. So I tried my best what to do this, and I'm not so certain about this election that it was a red wave as much. It was going to be a red, red tsunami as much as people were predicting it to be, as much, and it wasn't. So that's just something we had to think about: is how can we do better? How can Republicans do better? The next time, the next, and the next election in 2024 with the Senate races and the Senate seats, the Senate seats that are up for re-election in 2024, and how can we do better in the next presidential election? Because we lost in 2020 with Trump losing his losing his losing his chance for a second term to Biden, Joe Biden, who's the current president, of course. But we have to do, Republicans have to do better in elections next time we have one. They clearly didn't have a red wave in the, in 2022. And clearly, Democrats outperformed better than they should, better than they would have, better than they were given expectations to be. Because they were like, oh, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to get clear, keep the majority. And I don't think that's going to happen. So Republicans have a way, clear way to two eighteen to to gain to receive the majority of the of the House of Representatives, and that is something too because they're going to be investigating, they're going to be uh, checking and balancing out the Biden Biden administration's like finances and budgets and everything, and they're going to keep. People, DC, and, and Biden administration accountable. So I think the Republicans will do, but I'm not, I'm just hoping they'll do some type of unity when it comes time to do that. And the time should be at next year and during the next uh, during the next Congress or the next Congress, which will be from 118th Congress. Because right now it's 117th Congress. That we are in right now with the current members of the United States Senate and the United States House of Representatives. And a lot of them are tiring. A lot of them tried to go into higher offices like Representative Lee Sheldon. He tried to win the governor's race in New York and didn't win. Maybe some people are now suggesting that he should move on to be the next Republican National Committee chair. And because of he did, because they thought he did. A great job, even though he lost in New York's New York's governor's race. Other people just gonna move on, even though some candidates lost, and others just want to help their states, even in different positions, outside of politics and everything. So, from 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 November eighth, twenty twenty two, we learned a lot that can be taken from for both parties. We learned that some people have concerns about. President Biden and his administration, other c- concerns, and a lot of the exports you may have heard of, uh, just have some scary results from the exports, and some of it's good, some it's bad. Exports is basically what Americans think of cert- on certain issues or certain things that are going on for, on the country, like how do they think Biden's handling the economy? Uh, is Biden administration's is the Biden administration ethical or they least ethical or what they had other questions like that i saw when i was watching fox news so yes 
So that was election day, and we had mixed results all over the U.S. Senate races, and Democrats look like they will win. The Democrats are going to win the se- retain, are going to keep control of the Senate, and Republicans are going to more, more than likely in their house, even though they haven't reached the majority to 18 yet, they are going to win the majority outright. I, th- I, be- I believe and I project they will. Because they only need, I believe they only need to win nine or, or ten more seats out of all the other, out of all the other House of Representatives seats that they haven't called yet. So, that, thank you for listening to this political podcast, American Political Paradise. I truly hope you learned something about United States politics and about politics in general. We'll listen to this episode. Again, thanks for listening. I hope you have a great day.